0: G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and this week I'm joined by podcast favourite original founding member, Kay's. How you going mate? Good, mate. Good to be back for round one. I heard that uh, ratings were dropping in <laughs> the pre-season because I wasn't around as much. So. Not a chance, mate. Nah. It's the uh, highest grossing se- uh, season we've had in terms <laughs> of numbers, only because I put out three episodes a week, so there was three times as many listeners, so it was pretty much impossible to beat. Sorry, mate. Damn. <laughs> Maybe it was still a single episode each week. They might have dipped a bit. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, how was, your, uh, how was your week? How was your round one? What'd you, what were your takeaways? What, what's going on? How did the team go, first and foremost? Um, so I'm in two keepers and two um single seasons yeah one of them all obviously most importantly got uh revenge on my um nemesis in our home league our new nemesis or well, not really my nemesis the yeah, you not your rival guy, not my rival the guy who keeps beating me all the grand finals but yeah. uh so you beat him yeah. when it doesn't matter right that's usually what happens yeah you know it's just like you know beat him in all the single you know minor round matches and then when it comes to finals i choke so um you know Nothing really new, yeah. Uh, but good to get the year off uh, with a win. Did you see my score there, Caleb? So, Uh Yeah, you yeah. had a really good score. Top score of the round. Well, it's first so. and second, actually. Yeah, yeah and we're playing up. each other this week. Wow. So Could that's, be anything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be... We, you know, we'll let fate decide what happens, but uh, yeah. Last year, what were you, runner-up? Runner-up. I was fourth last year, yep. uh, making a hard tilt at the flag. You're, re- you're kind of reshaping your list a little bit. I'm reshaping, but I was kind of happy with how everything uh, went on the weekend. Like, you know, a couple... Of my draft picks. How are well, your you stand know out. Um I was really happy with- Well, Dan Rioli went, you know, bang. But like I picked up in the draft, uh, Mitch McGovern, Tom Barras and Ollie Florent and, you know, 76, 85 and 93. So, I was really happy with that kind of makeshift backline. Mason Wood did you know, did well picking him up with my first pick He had 99. Um, but, you know, like it's just good to see some of that cream rising to the top, you know, Chad Warner, Jack McRae, Maxie Gorn. Uh, turning about the clock, and then obviously the one I was probably most excited about early on was uh, Tanner Bruin until he kind of <laughs> <laughs> slowed down a bit. Had a bit of a. Actually, we we'll talk about. A, actually, no, we'll get into it. You had a bit of a early crow on Twitter and I caught have thought a bit it was of an Early crow. <laughs> yeah, my tweet was. Broon Broon shake the room which I've been and kind of and he started hot Yeah, started hot yeah. and and it's, it's a keeper league it's a keeper league it's, keeper league. it's, it's like good signs for the future 100% he, he, was, a- he was on fire early yeah. and it's not like I was going Tanner Bruin's going to win the brown low or he's going to turn up I just said he's playing he's looking good <laughs> he was looking good that's and for sure and then you just get this barrage of you know classic whingers who just you know <laughs> and especially after the game like the game had finished and then it's just like yeah they only see it after they finish so oh much the game. like yeah. you know that was a good tweet it's just like <laughs> man, he was on fire Early And I actually don't care what he scored. Like, uh, the whole preseason, we've, I've kind of been spooking you know, Tanner Braun and yeah. a bit of the move to the Cats and, or, you know, not really spooking, but was excited about, you know, what he could produce. And that's all the tweet was. Like, you know, I've had to sit through, you know, months of, oh, who am I going to have at D4? And, you know, like, is the Slava Gratigalia the, you know, the R2 we all need? No one gives a fucking <laughs> shit about your classic <laughs> crap. Like, stop posting your team reveals. AFL Fantasy The hashtag is about The game as a whole That includes Single season drafts Keeper league drafts And your classic Don't Not everything's bloody Salary cap related So just check yourselves. classic well, players Coming off the long run up Teeing off just there, okay. the Just give me the Well I want to go back And talk about some of my draft picks Yeah so go for it I reckon I average 130 From my first two round draft picks I reckon I wow. picked Will Setterfield My yep, first pick twenty two. And Jack Zabel. Second round pick. Warning so. about the clock. Yeah, it was always the, it was always on the cards, him going back to defence and just taking kickouts and getting cheap pill on a half-back line. Plus, they got a win as well. I mm. don't think it'll be happening too often for North Melbourne, but uh, it was a good start for my team. Um, yeah, with a 1,700 plus score in a 12-team league. Mm. Can't really fault that too much, I don't reckon. not i happy with that. Anyways, we'll get stuck on the show in a second, but just wanted to mention that this episode of the keeper league podcast is brought to you by game day squad uh create coach and compete in fantasy footy uh game day squad is a new way to play afl fantasy it's a modern take on the old school approach of buying physical trading cards and, uh, yeah, opening packs uh, each week with the, uh, I guess, the excitement of revealing your new players. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, basically you get cards and you use these cards to make up your team instead of selecting uh, players from a player pool, I guess. You can get different types of cards. Um, they have different multipliers from 1.1 times, 3 to 1.5 times their fantasy score. And uh, you also get free packs uh, each week just for logging in Ks. Mm-hmm. You can also buy packs um, or buy specific players from the transfer market too the best thing about it though for keep league players and owners of uh, players it's a dynasty format so you keep your cards from year to year so basically once you get a card it's yours forever I've still got um, Ben McEvoy cards sitting in mine and, and a few yeah, other retirees Paddy Ryder in there so yeah you keep them forever um, so if you get a good young player um, you know for the future it's a really good one to get um, mm-hmm. to hang on with and it makes this podcast relevant for that kind of game as well now to kind of have a bit of fun this week Kays, I have given you a unique pack <laughs> yes a unique pack. Uh, just looking on the weekend, Hef, uh, you scored 21-35, I was 21-10. So That's the beauty of it though because like we play in the capped league yeah. and I've been playing for a year and I've collected quite a few cards but because you can only put a certain amount of cards on the field at each time and you know, with three certain values, it doesn't take long for you to actually catch up to the people that have been playing for a while. And I think I heard right on the... I was, on, I was on the stream, so I should have been listening. Mm. It's two and a half grand weekly prizes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for, sure. yeah And we weren't that far off, really. We're probably a couple yeah, of points, uh, uh, points off. But what was the two, five, eight, sixes that we. I think I finished 43rd I was or something 47th, like 47th. Yeah, so, so, so bad yeah, for my yeah. first ever crack. Exactly. You get a few good scores in there. You can go close to that two right, and a half yeah. grand. Do you want prize me to open ball. my starter pack or my unique pack? Um, open your unique pack. We'll just do that and yeah. re- walk us through it. But, um, so, unique pack opening up. Lovely green pack. Nice animations on the pack. Walk us through what's happening on your screen. Here we go. Bang. Cards opened up. Three options. First, on the left, I have a platinum Darcy Gardner. Oh, what a win. <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> pull. Can't wait to have uh, 1.3 times fuck all. <laughs> a platinum Liam Jones. Also, can't wait to have 1.3 <laughs> times fuck up. all. Come on. This better be good. Otherwise, this is a genuine stitch up. You've given me a crap card. A platinum Luke Foley. Ah. That is a complete <laughs> swing and a miss. They'll all be going on the uh, on the what's it transfer called market. The transfer market ASAP. Or sell so them oh. for a dollar. So if anyone wants one of these, you know studs. Let Great me know. advertisement for the uh, platform. Don't worry, I definitely gave Kay's a dud pack then. So um, yeah, everyone you knows we get my better packs <laughs> if <you're> any better. <laughs> well, open up your starter pack, see yeah, what you get. Right here, I've got a midfielder. Yeah, going with. A bronze Andy Brayshaw. That's welcome. That's, decent. that's better than any of those other three cards combined. Well, you can put them in your cap side at least without taking up half your salary cap. that's, so that's all right. Very handy. I've got a forward coming in. Who's the next one? Just Spence gets you every time. Yeah, I've it's got the pack, a bronze Ben Ainsworth. Not bad. Yep. And last is a defender. Who could it, it be? be? Who could a- it be? crazy that my starter pack's gonna be better than the one that you gave me <laughs> a bronze griffin load well there you Could go be anything so anyway if you haven't played yet log in you get free packs each week for signing up uh, and just logging into the website each week so go have a look at uh, gamedaysquad.com.au uh, create coach compete and play now for free all right, guys, let's get stuck into the uh, show for this week. It's going to be a little bit of a different format this year. Um, we're going to, instead of going round by round, we're going to look at, uh, we have a few different segments, mm. I think, each week. I'm trying to plan it out. So, um, bear with us. There's going to be a few kind of teething weeks and stuff like that, and we'll see what works and what doesn't. But uh, the first segment we're going to look at is basically what we're going to call breakout tracking, and it's going to be the most relevant names of the week, essentially. So, guys mm-hmm. that um, probably weren't fantasy stars last year um, or the year before that, but are kind of developing into them at, as we speak so yeah guys that we uh, think are going to be relevant in our leagues for the future so first one I want to talk about Kay's being a Bombers man as well yep Will Setterfield yep 122 points uh, 25 touches 10 marks six tackles and a goal I think you watched most of this game with your daughter on Sunday I did, I did. Uh, give me give me your take is he the main guy in the middle now uh, definitely one of them obviously you know Zach Merritt was getting tagged um, and they were doing a good job early so um, you know a guy like Setterfield kind of probably made the most of that I would say look it was a super impressive uh, debut and um you know, he's probably the guy that we need in, in the engine room, no doubt. But I think we just have to, you know, temper our expectations a bit just because it was Hawthorne. No, I'm not. I'm getting really excited. Well, you My can. My first round draft pick. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying so high by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying that I don't think I'm expecting 122s each week from Will State of Food. But I think, I think he's, um, he's going to be a really good high floor player yeah. um and yeah probably a guy who can knock out a big ceiling score too i'm thinking in my head my like i don't think yeah like i'm with you like we're not gonna get 122s each week but starting like this could a 95 to 100 average be on the cards i was literally gonna say 95 yeah it would yeah. be what i in that like, ballpark it, I, with really really you know um uh genuine kind of you know average I think I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's good for that oh definitely good for like your yeah. well in my side that puts him up to I guess depends where Carl Ammon goes but M5 for me mm-hmm. with a 95 average picking up super late in drafts so that's pretty handy um, alright Cozzy Picker didn't really see this game I think you watched a fair bit of it yeah um, a lot of talk about the guy's been rubbed out for two weeks he with an old school style uh, hit uh, on Bazlenka but uh, he had 120 points and four goals again I didn't see any of this game case so I'm going to rely on you here what was the yeah, go here was I he in the midfield uh, I know he was four goals. He he started in like he was doing almost like a bit of that decoy kind of thing where yeah. you know would start in use his ex, you know explosiveness to get out the out the CBAs. but yeah it was just so dangerous up forward and I was kick four goals one which always helps the the score. Look, I think this is a, once again probably like a you know a really high ceiling game for him and I think you know he's he's capable he's showing us he's capable of this but is this going to be a week in week out I'm not sure. Um I, I am buoyed by the fact that he is having some time in the CBAs just to, you know, be around the footy a bit more. But end of the day, you can see, you know, he's kicked four goals. He's one of their most dangerous forwards. So um, I think there's going to be natural progression. I think this is the year you want to get on. Yeah. Um, but I still think there'll be a few, you know, quieter games in there. Was there was there a, p- a rotation with someone like Petrarca or something like that? Because that was happening in the preseason. Yeah. So if you look at the, I don't know if you've got CBA numbers here, but yeah, so you've got uh, Petrarca was in there a fair chunk, but then like guys like Sparrow were having some goes in there. James Harms was playing a bit of an accountable role at times yeah. going forward too, My thinking so. is just more so, will, will Petrarca get forward status on the back of Coszy Pickett going into, will he start at 35% of the centre bounces up forward? Yeah, well, if he's, what, 23 of 27 or something like that, I think mm. it's going to be tough for yeah, Petrarca. So, not. it'd be more your kind of Harms and, and Sparrows, I think they've been throwing through there. and Obviously, um, you know, Jack Vining wasn't there either, so. Yeah. Um, no, something to monitor, but look, I think this could be he Piggott's year where, you know, he takes it to becoming a, a genuine keeper long term. Now, a guy you traded out, uh, I think, in the off season. Oh, sorry. Last Just year you traded him out. Year. Yeah. 109 points for Matt Rowe. Mm. Um, set in the, uh, look, sorry, same old role basically for him, but- he used the ball a lot more by foot, um, and got eight tackles. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon it could be a breakout year for him? Possibly. It was a funny game. I was oh, yeah. kind of flicking between that and the was it the De- demons game on yeah yeah Saturday night, and just like it was so slippery and humid and just horrible conditions up in in the Gold Coast, and potentially it's just more for him a game that favoured the you know he was favoured by the conditions with a bit more you know slippery footy stoppage you know yeah, just I get think it you might be right. get it on your boot you know bit bit um you know close and where he could lay some of those tackles. So look. You know, he probably hasn't. I don't know when the last time he kind of turned up or you know something like that with with Matt Rao was. But a great start to the season. But I would just kind of just wait a bit to see if um, you know this is continued. Yeah, before you start chasing him in trades and things like that, maybe wait and see if it is the if he's the real deal. See if he can back it up next week. Yeah. Um, and I know he's one of your favourites. I actually got this guy in steak knives in a deal two years ago and have been very happy uh, ever since. That's Daniel Rioli. Mm. Scored 108 points. Um, I said in the preseason he looked like he's going to be the main distributor half back. Half back. Yeah. That was because. Short was still playing in the midfield mm-hmm. Short did go back in defence but it didn't really seem to affect Rioli at all no. um, I don't think he's going to be this good every week but I think an 80 plus average could be on the cards for him what do you think yeah 100% I was super impressed by him on was it Thursday night Friday yeah. night whenever it was uh, round one goes forever but uh, look he was he was really good like running uh, dashing out of defence and they were looking to use him all the time which is which is great especially when you've got good users like you know Jaden Shaw and, and that coming through that midfield so um, he looks to be the link man out of defence and yeah I think he's in for a big season yeah I've got a good feeling about him as well just looks comfortable out there looks composed um, moving on to Josh Ward had 108 points i um, I noticed he's being used a little more outside this year. I only had eight CBAs um, in this game, but he's a absolutely classy young player. I think he's going to be too good for the podcast. Mm-hmm. 2G4P, for any new listeners out there, mm-hmm. we have a saying, 2G4P, and that means you're too good for the podcast. We don't talk about you anymore. I think he could be 2G. What do you think? Yeah, he was kind of the guy I had flagged in the preseason as being the next big thing. So I think in that article I put out before yeah. Christmas or whatever, I was like, like Josh Ward, like – he's like the real deal. So not surprised at all he's kicked off the season like that. Yeah. I think um, with McKenzie and Will Day coming to the side, he's pushed him out a bit, but like it doesn't really, hasn't really affected him at he all. He just knows how to find yeah, the foot. Yeah, he's a fantastic player. And he kind of rolls into the midfield anyway. Like, you know, he might not be at all the CBAs, but he still kind of runs through there and does the same kind of jobs. He's so. going to be too good for the pot in a month's time for sure. Noticing that with a, quite a few wingers, actually, like there's so, and some teams are playing like less of a you know bona fide winger and playing like an extra midfield. Like I think Will Stedfield starts out there a little bit as well, mm. and then just runs straight in and plays as like the extra like from the centre bounce attendance. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a tactic I think. So keep an eye on some of those players that do that because uh, yeah, it could be pretty handy. Um, Josh Rashelli had 105 points. Can you just I didn't see this game. Well, not no. much of it anyway. Describe his game. Can we expect scoring like this every week? Uh, once again, kind of tough because. Uh, like Gold uh, GWS, I should say, didn't really come to play the first half, and you know guys like Rankin and Rochelle really put up some big numbers, especially in that first half. Yeah, Rochelly was the one; it was really hot day over in Sydney, but he he played the whole game out and looked looked the goods. Um, will this be what we're seeing each week? I, I don't think so. I think he's probably one year off. Like yeah. this is you know he's still because he his turned second up year. round one last year as well. Yeah, <laughs> so like look, he was probably the, he was the Crow's best player for four quarters, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, one that can definitely hold his head high. But, um, yeah, he's going to be great. And I think if they are going to have this, you know, um, him and Rankin basically swapping one for one forward and mid, um, it's going to be exciting to watch, but I think it's also going to be pretty good for for fantasy. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, yeah, like he's got a nice role for fantasy, that's for sure, especially if he can maintain that uh, forward status going forward. That's going to be super handy. Uh, Speaking of forwards and guys with forward status, Archie Perkins, Mm -hmm. 104 points. So, he didn't have a single centre-bounce tenant. So, that must mean – I watched the first half and he kind of looked like – playing between the arcs, like that yeah. high half-forward connector kind yeah. of role. He takes a good grab, really. Mm-hmm. Like, he can get on the lead and take a mark pretty well. But he also kicked three goals. Uh, what was your take on his game? He'll uh, be leading the Brownlow after this round. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he was really good. Okay. Like, you know, no, not that much. Okay. But um, look, you know, as a Bombers fan, it was just great to see him come on and just, um, you know, the three goals were really, really nice goals. Uh, just looked looked like he'd really developed across the preseason, looked comfortable at the level, um, looked, you know, his body's... Ready to go in a way. Um, Once again, playing Hawthorne, so I'm not going to get too carried away, but um, really good start to the season. And I think there'd be a few people who kind of maybe went a bit early this year in in startup leagues or, or stuff like that because forwards were scarce. And I think if you saw that, kind of like what we've seen with Tanner Bruin and a few of these other guys, you're like, yep, I've kind of made the right decision. I think yeah. there's something really there. Yeah, I had him on my rookie list and rolled him over to my senior list this year. And yeah, it was a bit of a punt because I, I I held off drafting the F5 because I thought he was going to fill the spot. So I think it was F4 because he was going to fill the spot. And um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with, with him as my F4. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to be a player. Uh, Dylan Stevens had 104 points. He was... Pretty awesome. Um, he was playing on the wing and just found a heap of it. Uh, kicked the goal too. I don't know, Case. do you think he can back it up? Tough one. He was really impressive on, on Saturday night in the, in the bits it I saw. It was the first time I'd seen him like where he actually looked like he belonged in that side. He didn't yeah. look like a fringe kind of outside play. He looked like actually like part of that engine room. The one thing we might talk about, I don't know if we, we will, but if you look at the scores from the Sydney game, it was a lot of those guys oh, who huge. were providing that run and drive yeah. out of defence, you know, like Rampy, uh, Lloyd, Blakey, you know, uh, throw Stevens in there. A lot of those guys who were, you know, probably getting some probably cheap peel across. Um, what did uh, Lloyd score out of interest? Gold. I'll talk about that later, of <laughs> course, across, uh, across um, Gold Coast's forward, uh, your yeah, forward line. So they probably maybe just got a bit of cheap, easy peel. Um, Coming out of there, so like, oh, completely buoyed by that that score. Um, but I think he's probably still realistically more around that eighty-five for me. Yeah, for me, he's more. I, I still, I don't know. I want to see him back it up before anything, really. Yeah. Like my gut feel is just as that kind of outside type. Like, this was a very fantasy-friendly game, this game. So, Believe me, I love, you know, going hard after one game more than any, but I think, like... Well, if if you're going to talk... If he's on a waiver wire or something, like, you've got to go now as well. Yeah, you do. But I wouldn't be, you know, trying to trade him in off off that one Yeah, exactly. Um, Kay Chandler, 104 points. Like okay i was looking at my classic team and i was like i need a 200k rookie messaged the demon nuffy of the group and said uh who should i pick up out of the d's out of mcvee uh and uh chandler and he's like i it's probably going to be mcvee as the best fantasy player but pick up chandler because i love the guy and i think he's going to be the best out of the three of those players scored 104 points so like what actually happened in this game case he was everywhere like he he played an absolute blinder um kicked a couple goals i off the top of my head. Yeah. I think it was um, one, actually. But one? I think yeah. he had a couple shots as well. Yeah. but no, um, One goal was really good, though. I think. It was. Yeah. It was a good goal. Uh, look, um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, we know that these have a few guys to come back in. Lots and, of forwards out. And yeah. where, does, where does he kind of fall? Um, you'd hope that he's put his his hand forward to be, a um, you know, an option going forward, yeah. I should say. Um, but with, you know, as was it Fritch and a few other guys out, um, you're just a bit worried about his job security. But, you know, big game. And he played really well I know how much you love classic but mm-hmm. people are going to be all over him this week in classic for me I think for the keeper league stuff I think like you just got to watch out for those players coming back like don't yep. go super hard at him too yep. early given that 104 just because I think there was like three two or three players to come back in I can't remember who it was but um, you've got like I think I've talked about it Were Fritch. You Salem Fritch but uh, yeah I think uh, it was even like, just forward to come yeah. back I think it was another one that forward to come back as well like yeah, I just don't know how he'd fit in. Like, all it would take for two or three bad games, and he could be on the outer, you know? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, oh, a guy I know you love, and. I have really turned a corner with uh, the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and I know Checkers absolutely loves him. Speaking of Checkers, did you see him on the coverage? Uh, I saw the, <laughs> the picture on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just, I was at the footy, yeah. uh, sitting in my seat, waiting for my mate to rock up so we could have a beer at the, uh, at the Adelaide Oval. And I put on the Foxel, sorry, KO on my phone. First thing I see when I put the uh, West Coast North Melbourne game on is just Checkers staring back at me, dressed up as Jason Horn Francis, wearing a Ben the ice bath, uh, <laughs> sorry, holding a band yeah, yeah poster so, good. so funny so that's going to be all over the TV this year I don't know how they keep doing it the man gets around <laughs> doesn't he yeah definitely so um, yeah, if you haven't seen that go to the Marmalade underscore Oz uh, TikTok page or Instagram page have a look at that video because it's very funny it's been a big um, week for uh, Keeper League kind of celebrities it has too wait what's the other one DOS paid for a blue tick <laughs> Want to get himself verified Now I know that That was purely To get the video up Because you have to have Be blue tick To get long videos On Twitter these days Blame Elon for that one Right, right. I'm, I'm coming to Defense of Dossie For that one Of course you are <laughs> Dossie's your boy He really is uh, Alright so we're talking About Mason Wood is Who we're trying to get onto Love him um, 99 points has he finally arrived? He's been in the system for, what, 10 years now? So long. I don't know how long he's been in there, but it seems like ages. He's 29. Yeah. So, probably about that, actually. Probably 11 years. Um, but has he finally arrived? So, like, he was – I know last year he was playing a lot on the wing. Yep. I think from this game I noticed he was up forward probably a little bit more than he was last year because another guy kind of pushed the wing, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. But he kicked two great goals. Um, I really like him, Case. What do you think? Love him. So, I took him in our first round of our um, draft. Oh, is that who you took? That's who I took. So, so that's effectively, like, pick- 18, 19, around uh, then. Yep. yep. Pick of a draft. Oh, yeah. So, you know, probably pick 220 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I really loved his back half of the season. So, if you look at his, you know, last few games, 79, 102, 95, 93, 106. Yeah. And he's playing on that wing. And I was like, oh, I, I quite like Mason Wooden. I knew he wasn't picked up in our league last year. So, I knew he'd be around. Yeah. Then the trial match that they played, I don't know who they played, you know, in the in the pre-season, Yeah, yeah. he kind of did the same thing. He's on the wing because he's that, you know, he's probably 200 centimetres or close to that and he's yeah. a really good mark. They always kind of go to his wing. They look for him because yeah, yeah, definitely. like he's a really good link player. He's obviously super fit. I think he wins all their time trials. But um, I was big on him, you know, preseason. I think I had a little tweet about that and, I you know, I'm really happy to take him in that, that first pick. I know. was hoping he – I thought he would slip because I was thinking – because they have so many key forwards injured Mm. and because he did play forward a lot more in this game as well I was thinking like they're going to play him as a key forward so people might not be as hot on him so he might get to the next round for me but didn't quite get there unfortunately you snapped on him can't get one past the oracle mate well yeah anyway uh, oh god I don't even want to talk about the next guy Um, Will Day All right, so a bit of bit of background history. It turned out being the other guys in the trade were steak knives. We didn't keep either of them. Turned out being a Will Day for Daniel Rich straight swap Mm. um, in the preseason. The other one was Dylan Stevens who turned up and yeah, we both uh, I legged guys and and one sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So I turned Dylan Stevens into Jeremy Cameron, so I'm quite happy with that. Oh, that's not too bad then. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. I'd probably prefer Stevens over Cameron, but anyway, um, Will Day had 98 points, uh, had eight CBAs, but rolled into the midfield. Um, A lot of wing kind of halfback time as well. Mm -hmm just a lot of outside time really mainly yep. um, yeah just yeah a lot of outside time in there to help him accumulate he just gets into space so well on the mm-hmm. MCG that's the thing I'm nervous about trade Ks. I do mm-hmm. think it was a super like Hawthorne they're not going to play a team that easy and they still got pumped yeah this uh, for the rest of the year so um, but I'm nervous I don't know if he's going to go 98 every week but he could literally yeah, I reckon like 85 to 90 could easily be on the cards definitely he just looked he looked good like yeah, comfortable. I will say that Daniel Rich was the top scorer for Brisbane. Uh, 89 points. Well, I'm not, not super upset about it. Congrats. <laughs> Still top scorer for the week. I'm in a good spot. Uh same game really James Warple 96 points Just a huge start He was yeah. the main man I think he had the most like 40 CPAs. points at quarter time or Yeah something huge like that. stuff yeah. He kicked a big goal As yeah. well um, Yeah he was the main man In the middle for them Like the main kind of In and under type guy Getting it out to everyone else And that's what he should be Like don't rely on him To get your You know the classy finisher Or whatever Just mm-hmm. the bullocking Kind of inside mid Kind yeah. of affected Newcomb Probably a little bit being in it was there. very quiet. Yeah. yeah, so I think probably people going put more attention into him as well, which really helped Warpole. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's not really a player that you should tag because he's not that effective. So mm-hmm. maybe Newcomb is the guy that they go to, and you yep. know Warpole might be the beneficiary. Of it? Kind of like a, a Tom Libertore yeah, know, exa- kind exactly. Of thing. Just yep. be the grunt man and yep. and you know, pick up your points that way. Yeah, and just knowing his past, doing what he's doing now, like he can be a big scorer. Like, yeah. I don't know if it, the 100 plus kind of days are going to be there, but I think like an 80, 80 plus day like, kind of is it's really interesting interesting for him. I've got year. a gold James Warple in my game day squad. Whew, Tempting. I don't know. I didn't play him on the weekend, <laughs> but I might have to now. Yeah, I've got a silver Jake Lloyd, which I'm chucking into my side. But anyway, uh, Ryan Burns is the next guy I want to talk about for St Kilda. I think a lot of people slept on this guy, and maybe we went a year. We're talking about last year. Maybe we (laughs) went a year too late, but just played on the wing all day, Uh, 94 points. Um, Yeah, we were pretty quick to uh, write him off. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you reckon he's got a future? It's going to be interesting. Uh, I feel that St Kilda are a few guys short of their best. Team, yeah. you know, on the weekend. So, like, is he one who goes early? You know, I you know Bytel played as well, and these guys have yeah. always been. How on long the cut out for? Uh, not actually sure. Yeah, and then you kind of throw in, um, you know, Windhager was, you know, probably would have played if he didn't break his finger or thumb or whatever it was. He and some, he's probably he, Some. He was in the in the emergency. He's probably Bytel like replacement so, though. Yeah, so like, I don't know. There's a few people who. St Kilda's probably that team that it's really hard to actually pick their best 22. Yeah. Um, so, look, he's put his best foot forward. So for eight weeks. So, yeah. Oh, that was from feb- mid-Feb, though. So, so, he's got probably a month a month to really- Really his like authority and, yeah, kind of make himself undroppable, really. Um, getting on to the next guy, Trent Rivers. Didn't see this game at all, but he scored 94 points. Yeah. What the hell happened there, Cave? Fantastic. Uh, kind of wing half-back role. Yeah. You know, I kind of was thinking, you know, I almost bought into Doss's stupid Bowie hype, um, <laughs> you know, no Salem, et cetera, et cetera, no May, it's, it's Bowie season. But Rivers was the one who was heaps more impressive. Um, just looking at his stats, because I actually picked him up in our draft, went by uh, 88% by foot, um, you know, 20 touches or something like that. So, um, while Salem's definitely out, I think he looks like the one they want to be the distributor Um he kind of, you know, when it was probably two years ago, he had a bad kind of a average year last year. And, and like two years back, we were like, Trent Rivers is the man. Yeah. Um, it looked like that was kind of coming to fruition the other night. All right. So Trent Rivers could be uh, yeah a good waiver pickup as well because I think he might have slipped in a few leagues there as well. Um, Jason Horn Francis, my goodness, I was at this game. I was really pessimistic going into it. I was like, this is going to be a 10-goal loss. I just don't even care about footy. I'm here for fantasy, not even like to support Port Adelaide. I'm here just to kind of get a gauge of the game. Um, I felt like I was in love with footy more than I was love with my footy club mm-hmm. on the weekend, but this guy helped me turn around. <laughs> By the end of the game, I was on board. Uh, 90 points. He was an absolute beast in the midfield. Just won so many clearances. Um, I think the advertiser had him uh, as yeah, was the wrong say, photo. I was going to say, are you sure it was him or was it just Miles Bergman?" <laughs> Maybe that's I'm getting confused uh, with the yeah. two of them, uh, but yeah, look, he's going to be a forward this year not going to last very long but he has arrived I reckon um, I think he's in a good head headspace uh, I think he's playing. going to play some good footy this year I think he's going to go around the 90 mark or sorry around the 80 to 90 mark somewhere in there um, but at least as a forward a lot of people are going to get value out of him this yeah. year you know, I've always been a fan from his Sandful days and I suppose just- You had a- him a get ha- ranked ahead of Dacos all last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, all well, the preseason you know, last year. probably not really turned out that well, but- um, Still might get there though. But, uh, you know, just off a couple quietish, you know, preseason games this year, I was like, is he just going to have a bit of a, a quality over quantity year fantasy wise, you know, like- you yeah, know, maybe a 60, in work, but a not sixty-five kind of it. seventy average. Yeah. And, um, but then obviously the, the score that he popped out in the weekend I was like, oh shit! You know, maybe, maybe it actually is the real deal. And you know, we could see some really, really big scores this year. So fingers <laughs> crossed for him because um he's definitely a talent. And because it was like just against very good opposition mm. as well. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, could be a gun. Will be a gun, I reckon. Uh, Miles Bergman is the other guy from the Port Adelaide uh, game. Uh, eight nine points. So he just found a lot of the footy on the wing. He loves using it by foot. The disposal wasn't great in this game but it was kind of sort of the game style as well like not I don't know it wasn't a clean super clean game either Um, yeah what do you think of Miles (laughs) Bergman I like Bergman. Um, obviously, didn't didn't see the game. I was I was working, but um, happy to see that he put up a big score, and happy to see that kind of Porter humming because I think they've got a few really good fantasy players, and if they can if they play well, I think guys, you know, like Bergman, Farrell, you know, Horn, Francis, etc. Those kind of next level down. I think it's really good for their scoring. It's ability. a good young group coming through. Hess probably, back on the Ken train, need, everyone. No, uh, not just yet. But uh, yeah, it was a good start. Uh, look, he can win me back. That's for sure. Uh, Ed Richards is the next guy. Eighty nine points. Can we? just expect this from now on do you think yeah I think so we can always 2G 4P uh, after The guy give season. him maybe one more week and I think then if the role's still there and you know like he's you know because he's averaging 90 plus from his last five well but I'm not going you to know, like him if he, now, so say he scores something like that again, and you've still got Bailey Dale, you've still got Caleb Daniel, we've even got like, was it Taylor Jure playing back there? Like, you've got enough guys back there who could steal points, and if he's still going to score, you know, 80, 80 pluses, then I think he's well and truly 2G4P. Uh, Connor McDonald in the Hawthorne game had 89 points. Um, he was that high half forward role. Kind of plays like another midfielder winger, though, the way he pushes through. He's a gun kid. Um, yeah, I reckon he's going to be 2G4P probably this season at some stage. Yep. What do you reckon? Agreed. Uh, and I reckon if he's one you could somehow. You Know if he's on a wave of wire or, um, you know, maybe could. I think he was late. I didn't look someone. at the ADP numbers, he was low. Yeah, he's one who could be flying under the radar a bit this Everyone year. Everyone was with, high on Ward, yeah. And this guy looks to be the guy, yeah. And um, he's got the, the DPP, so, exactly, yeah. um, definitely worth a look. Um, Sam Durham you're a bombers man 89 mm-hmm. points just another outside type he seems to run on the wing for most of the day yeah could that be conducive to some good scores um, I suppose if we kind of see similar game style to what it was on the weekend well um, that's what we saw in the preseason yeah. as well like very much like they like to use um, Essendon like to kind of use each other in defence and coming out of defence and kick short apparently they're a really good kicking percentage team I didn't know that but, yeah, apparently know. apparently Essendon do have some good kicks on their side. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, we're talking flags at Essendon anyway. But, um, <laughs> if you do have yeah, the hat on, I've noticed. Yeah, or well, you know, might be the only time I can wear it with pride this year. Yeah. Um, oh, I like Sam Darmer as a player. I think he's, he's um, you know, I know Dossie loves him too. Uh, just always has a crack. He's got some good speed. He, I think he's pretty smart, like a switched-on footballer. Yeah. So um, I can't see him. He, he's best 22 for me. I think he's locked and loaded on that wing. And, you know, if we can see a year where wings are a bit more... Um, you know, fruitful in terms of scoring, I think he's gonna be a really, really solid player for you. Another one he probably, you know, drafted really late, could be on waiver wise, depending yep. on the depth of your league as well. So yep. one to look at. Uh Isaac Rankin, 87 points. What, what was it go He was on um, absolutely on fire and, and best on ground in the first half. Um bit wayward kicking, but kind of with Ray Shelley, as I touched on before, like if they're they're their kind of, you know, duo who kind of switch in between forward and mid, I think you're in for a really good season. Um to be honest, I reckon ranking could be like a 75, 80 average forward and, and with a really high, high floor there this was year. Mid, was there midfield time then? there? It was midfield time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not massive amounts because yeah. he's so dangerous up. That forward, was a but rotation. He was getting yeah. up. He was getting up the ground. At, you know, he was really good early, and then he kind of faded. Potentially, just ran out of legs a bit late. But yeah, like um, the crows did in yeah, general. Like the crows did in general. Yeah. Exactly. So, but um, you know, if you're gonna take Brownlow boats at the end of the, you know half time, it would be it would be kind of be ranking up there. So yeah, I don't mind, I like him as a forward, um, especially if he's got that kind of in, that midfield role at mm-hmm. times. It's gonna be pretty handy. He's classic. The crows need to get kind of people around oh, the ball. Do like they that. ever? Yeah. All their midfielders are the same. Like, like him and off offer something different. It's great to see. Yep. Um, Heath Chapman 85 points he averaged 70 last year I thought it was a lot better than that so he's still technically you know on the podcast Um, halfback role it's a crowded line there's a lot of guys who score back there but scored 85 points yesterday um We'll talk about a few players from this game. Cox is another one that people are kind of asking a lot of questions about. Yep. It was just the sort of game It was like pretty low scoring. It was a lot of kind of kicking to forward lines and no one taking mark. And both kind of teams didn't really have recognised key forwards. Uh, I know they got Tabernar, but Tabernard was subbed out yep. as well. Like it's, I don't know, they don't have guns, key forwards on uh, either side. So I'm just a little worried at taking those scores on, you know, when you've got Ryan and Cox. Both gone absolute bananas and yeah. taking, you know, would Cox have 20 something marks? like yeah, it's 20 marks. That's not happening, you know, I know it happened in the preseason, but it's not happening each week. So, yeah, um, sides are going to be switched on to that and they're not going to let them just kind of, you know, have free reign or- across half back Yeah, Chapman, I still think it's going to be the, the good zone. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, totally. Um, I'm just kind of that whole Fremantle back line as a, yeah. as a collective. I, I don't think you're going to see scores like that again. Yeah, and I think um, – who was the other one that went big as well? Um, Clark. Clark. Jordan Clark, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of points being scored in that back line. Um, moving uh, so – well, keeping on the trend of defenders and in, in the same game, Liam Stocker is – back mm. uh so he had 84 points I didn't realize this but Stephen Silvani has recruit, recruited him twice <laughs> so once at Carlton and then uh, another time at St Kilda so you must see fame. something there um on, got him back on back in the side as well he's always had potential and I know he was reached in the draft I don't know where I sit with him K's I think he's just one to keep your eye on I think he's just gonna be a solid player and while yeah. there's a few guys out of that Saints side you know he'll probably hold his spot for a while and he might be good enough to Just a He's a bit of a, a Monitor one for me uh, Finn Callahan Had 82 points What was his role case Was he on the outside He was on the outside And then obviously We you know um, Issue injuries to Whitfield Kelly There was um, a few there Wasn't there uh, Perryman as well So he started a bit Green slow And Green off With cramp as well uh, Everyone Late? was off With cramp It must have been it. Really hot in Sydney It was, it was yeah It was just cooked Apparently it was 40 degrees Okay so that's Excuses Loud uh, Pickle juice would have Been flowing <laughs> But um, yeah he, the, Basically he got better The game went on um, um, he's an incredibly classy-looking player. Um, lovely kick. Uh, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. He's, you know, really. He didn't play last year, did he? I don't think so. Um, so he's one to I keep. Think he an played eye a on. few games, but yeah. But he's, yeah. he's he's he looks the goods. He looks almost like a Josh Kelly mark too. Yeah, everyone's gonna he's gonna have a lot of attention because he's in a lot of classic teams as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, snap him up with a wave of wife. He's still there. Probably not there anymore though. Yeah. Uh, Peter Laddams, seventy nine points, but was on seventy five at three quarter time and got subbed out of the game. Just managed, apparently they didn't except just winning and mm. yeah didn't want to. They need him as their rightman, but yep. I reckon that's actually good signs that they want to preserve him because yep. like they've got big plans for him, plans for him in the future, I guess. Um, looks like a really good fantasy rightman. He went against Wits, which scored one hundred and thirty three, yep. but. He's just so good at winning the footy around the ground and kind of plays as that extra mid. When we look at the games he's rucked solo in his career, I reckon the average would be huge. Like yeah. like 90 plus, well, no, no, 80 plus probably yeah. um, from these rucking solo games throughout his career. So, yeah, um, I've got him as my number one ruckman at the moment. And uh, if he stops getting subbed out, he should put up some big scores. I, I agree with the fact that he's been subbed out because obviously they've realized that, you know, Hickey's not fit. Um, you know they don't yeah, really want, don't to, want to play McAndrew, McAndrew yeah. so and McLean's yeah. like not like the next guy that'd ruck there but he's yeah, not, yeah, not a ruckman yeah. so yeah. It, yeah, you're right. It's actually good science for him. Yeah, it is, yeah. One of the rare time you get a player subbed out and going, okay, that's good for the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Machito Owens. I think he just goes by Mitch Owens these days. Uh, 76 points. Um, he was up forward and kicked two goals. What I noticed about Owens is he pushes really high um, and makes his man kind of follow him up the ground, works him really hard. So he ties him out, but then also, um, yeah, gets on, on a bit of the link-up play and stuff like that or takes a marker half-back flank and sometimes, you know, kicks it off, kind of coming out of defence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather in the midfield for sure because there's that Jack Steele comparisons and stuff like that from the past but uh, look I reckon there's some really good signs for him as a forward um, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a taller player as well so he can pop up take a mark and kick a goal which he did in this game um, I like Mitch Owens. you got an opinion I do like him too um I think this will still be a growth year for him, but- Yeah, same. Um, Yeah, one to definitely- Probably a third year breakout you'll be looking at next year. yeah. Tom Power had 73 points. Um, he was given some midfield time. He had five CBAs and rolled into a few stoppages as well. Um, handy return for a forward. Um, were you expecting around this, Mark, or- Yeah, I was kind of a little bit- No, that's probably about right. He yeah. started really slowly, um, but yeah. worked into the game. So, uh, yeah, happy enough with that start and, you know, just- and if he continues to find his feet, uh, it's good for him and, and the rose. Luke Pedler had seventy on debut. I know he had some good sandful form uh, yeah. last year. Can you tell me a bit about his game? I didn't see it. Um, it was really, really good to watch. Actually, uh, I think he had twenty touches, kicked the goal, um, just really goes at it like a bull at a gate. Um, you know. Even watching a little bit of Harry Schoenberg, you know, like they're just those almost similar in terms of just like they just have a crack, like they're, you know, run a million miles through a brick wall. So, uh, like what I see with Luke Pedler, um, you know, 70 points on debut, very, very handy. Will it be that good going forward? Maybe not quite sure, but um, definitely positive signs for for fans of Peddler. I've saved the best for last few mm-hmm. Ks. Um, we talked about him earlier when you teed off at all the classic players at the top. Yep. But uh, Tanner Bruin uh, started like an absolute house on he fire. He did. Ended, only ended on 65. Mm-hmm. But the positive is he's getting, he's getting midfield time. Yep. There is a lot of players to come back and whether mm-hmm. they play both for the midfield and Duncan mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, well, he got absolutely reamed in terms of he spent so much time on the bench oh, in the yeah, last he did half. Too, yeah. So like you got to take that into account too he spent a lot of time off the ground so he's i think he only played 63% of yeah, game I think time so or like, something like that you know 65 from 60% game time is pretty good going points per minute wise i just like he looked composed he looked it um, looked classy like you know like from what i kind of saw when he was at gws it looks like he's taking a bit of a step up you know, arriving at Geelong, yes, they've got some, um, you know, good players to come back in. But Geelong always seemed to have a few injuries. And the fact that he started and is playing midfield minutes um start of the season, I think that's really good. So, you know, 65... Sure, I would have liked another 10 points to, you know, kind of push him around that 75 average. But I think going forward, it's, you know, really, really positive signs. Uh, all right. We'll move on to now some uh, rookies and uh, debutantes, I guess. Um, but, yeah, in this section, we kind of just want to look at some younger players that played over the weekend. And anyone that kind of popped up, um, which kind of gave you a bit of an indicator they could be a good fantasy scorer. And being round one, there's going to be an influx here. But... Uh, Harry Sheasel, mm. we 118 points and what a debut. Like that halfback role was flagged in the preseason, but we saw him play forward in at least one of the trials I watched mm. um, and I didn't quite believe it. But yeah, coming off that halfback line, looks the goods. Did you see it? I didn't see any of it. Nah, no. he's an absolute superstar. So he's one for the future that, Oh, I don't know, I, I kind of mocked the guy who picked him at number two. Didn't mock him. We all kind of we all took the piss out of him because there was probably a few other players that were probably better. It's funny because he go. has the oldest list in the history of the world and he was just taking all these rookies. Oh, no, I know, so, sorry. not in, uh, No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Dynasty League. Uh, so, like, yeah, Dynasty League where there was um, Ashcroft taking number one mm-hmm. and then McKenzie had just gone big the night yep. before. And then it was like... Um, yeah, like it felt like he was the next best option. Still yep. took she's I'm like, you, you're watching who's playing as a small forward type of mm-hmm. thing, and then like, yeah, comes out and does this off the halfback line. So yeah, tip of the tip. hats off to the guy I took him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, playing the halfback role is gonna be super friendly. Uh, same game, Ruben Jinby had 92 points. Um, I just loved that they played him in the middle. Um, 16 CBA's. He was a gun rookie, one of my favorites in the draft, which I did a lot of research into. Shades of Clay and Oliver out there. So didn't see the game, but he looked really good in the um practice match the week before. Yeah. Um. Looked, yeah. Definitely. The goods. Will Ashcroft. Was Yeah. Was quite on debut. A lot of people went on him round uh, first pick of the drafts. Uh, 59 points. Yeah. Um. You know, tough game for fantasy though. Like no one's turned up in this game. Mm. So I think it's 60 on debut for Will Ashcroft. Is like the equivalent of like an 80 like you know in a normal one so I don't think it's too bad um, and Cam McKenzie for Hawthorne had a really solid debut 75 points Um, again got 16 CBAs just like uh, Jimby did but yeah fair bit of midfield time in there um, he's going to be a star of the future yeah. as well Um, the other ones that though, I guess everyone was high on were Lucky Cowan and Elijah Hollands mainly because Cowan as well was um, such a good fantasy scorer as a junior but uh, yeah they just didn't look very comfortable out there Ho- Hollands just ran all day but barely touched it and mm. Cowan just probably wasn't up to the speed so I think they might be finding their way out sometime soon but uh, good to see them actually uh, get a gig in the first up in the first game Uh, we'll pause for a second um, just remind everyone about a membership program we've got going on so if you want to support the show uh, and keep it running each week uh, please sign up and become a member Uh, as a reward for becoming a member uh, we'll give you uh, some bonus resources to uh, work with at the moment uh, by tomorrow I should have all the kick-ins and the CBA analysis trends coming out Um, we'll also have some uh, uh, scoring trends, points for and against certain opponents. And I'll also have the breakout tracker updated this week, as well as projections that come out later in the week. So if you're keen to get your hands on any of those resources or just support the podcast financially, please sign up as a member. There's a link in the description below. And each week, we read out 10 gold members. So, case, do you have them in front of you? I might let you read them out this week. Absolute pleasure. Thank you to Lucas Wyatt, Mark Jones, Matt Quigley, James Van Balen, Yes, Caleb Lovering, Sean Ferenhoff, Tim Myers, Jamie McAllenden. David Singleton and Will Robertson now you've had to pick up the computer and bring it closer to your face because I couldn't see if it was a L or a K we might need to see if we can talk to Specsavers for a sponsorship I reckon (laughs) it's font 11 I can read everything else (laughs) anyway uh, right next segment was just a few role changes that uh, uh, I saw over the weekend anyway again we didn't get to watch all of the games really closely but uh, the ones that we saw that could have a bit of an effect on scoring Um, Jack Graham played as a full-time forward still scored 89 but but um, I'm not sure if that's going to be that fruitful given the game style of Richmond and how they score overall. Um, you kind of want him in the midfield and he hasn't been good as a forward you know, in the past, so he's one to worry about, I guess. Yeah, been burnt by him too many times. Mitch McGovern is one of your boys. Mm-hmm. Um, he was back in defence, so he was there at the end of last year anyway, but it's yep. kind of continuing this year. Um, yeah, it looks like a, a lock back there. gets freed up a bit, so I reckon he can go the 70-plus average. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think... I'm more than happy to have him as my D4, D5. I think he's going to be super consistent for a minimum of seventy each week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, there'll be some low games, don't you know, like when he has to play taller on the third tall or whatever, but- yeah, every now and then. like a good streamer plus last defence option, like he's fine. Yeah. Um Sarah Radical was an intercept defender and he actually looked a lot better than he scored, like took a fair few grabs early, got outmarked a few times as well, but he's learning the role. It's not gonna be fruitful for fantasy, so we'll just move on, I don't think. Um Kane Farrow had seventy four points moving to half back, kinda of did that again late last year. A lot of kick ins as well. Love that. Just waiting for yeah. round six till like can put him in my defence. I was saying preseason, yeah, as well. Like Port need a like a kick in specialist, like a super boot, bomb it out, each man, but some. That can you know reliably kick. Keep- you know hit targets like Shannon Hearn Daniel Rich like I reckon he's there he's their version so mm-hmm. yeah I think he's going to be a good one going forward should get a few kick-ins there uh, Cam Rayner was in defence he looked way more comfortable there than he did in pre-season um, yeah he started really well but faded but I think give him some time he's going to be pretty good there probably just need to clear maybe one of McKenna or Wilmot out as well and he might uh, yeah kind of go a bit better back there and score a bit more Charlie Constable I know you've got strong opinions on him guys, case but he had 91 points he switched to defence this season 23 Kicks five handballs, but he didn't use the ball super well. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it was, th- he had no issues finding the footy. I just really worry that, you know, you've got guys like- and He's always been an accumulator. Yeah, he's, yeah but, you know, Powell, uh, Ellis, um, Weller- yeah, He's the first one Buterick, out of those you guys know, like And from what I saw on the weekend, it's like, yeah, you can find the footy, but yeah. if you're going to burn it, you know, I don't think Stuart Gio has too much time for players like that. So- I didn't want to pick him in classic, but with uh, Yo getting injured, it was like you're kind of forced to pick someone like him- Yeah. Um, yeah, and no, yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, look, I think he's gonna. Be, I think you're absolutely right. Like, sorry, the score is great, but I think you're right. I think he's gonna be the first one out if any of those guys get fit anytime soon. Yep. Unless he kind of drastically turns around next week. Not sure. Uh, Darcy McPherson playing a halfback role just looks so much more fantasy friendly. He's listed as a forward. Scored eighty three points, so he's one I recommend picking up uh, off waiver wise if he's there mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, Harry Himmelberg. So, I'm assuming he was back forward. He, he scored 50. So, yeah. that sucks for fantasy owners. Just keep track of that. If you can go back to defence, it might be better, but don't love it for now. Jack Bytel. Um, it's not really... Oh, he's used as a tagger, I guess, He's he was more of an inside mid, um, but just laid heaps of tackles. Does he last with Winhager coming back, do you think? Uh... You're going to be borderline yeah I think he might drop out as well but yeah playing that tagging role could be right and the last one is Nazir Wangani Miller he only scored 74 points but he switched to defence he looks class just be patient with him I reckon yep. agreed um, some other guys who went well that kind of uh, just consistently good they'll never be 2G4P but uh, they'll get close but uh, yeah they'll, they'll fluctuate to and fro John Noble first 105 points Has a halfback role um, Sam Pepper was good 95 points um, similar role to last year he's just a really handy forward to own rolling into the midfield a little bit more I think he took a couple CBAs a bit Mm -hmm. as well with this game. So, that was kind of good to see. And Blake Hardwick um, had 102 points. He started back, but then I think he went forward later on in the game as well. So, I don't think he'll ever be 2G4P, but... uh, he's just reliable to own so yeah. I don't mind those guys to, um, to pick up if you need to and then I guess we have got the the tip of the cap performances um, they are the guys that uh, yeah essentially we don't expect to score super well each week but did pretty well this week Bo McCreary is the first one he's had 81 points he's more of a pressure forward so he won't do it every week do you agree? Agreed. Next one is um, Jacob Wietering. So, a few years ago, he was Mm. like a 70-plus average type of guy. And that's because he had a few. He had Liam Jones around him. I think he had Marchbank in the side as well. And he averaged about 70-plus, which is pretty handy for a defender. This year, he's got Marchbank back and McGovern playing back there. Scored 95 points this week. Is there any interest there for you? Uh yeah, he definitely piqued my interest during the game, but I was like, is this going to be sustainable long-term? Like I yeah. think, as he talked about, if one's going to get freed up, I think it's going to be Mitch McGovern um, and weedering's going to be a bit more locked down. So I think this just might have been how the game played out. Yeah, okay. Um, but one to monitor though. because um, yeah. Yeah, one to monitor because he-, he- you know he's can, just been a handy streamer all. type in the past yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Todd Marshall scored 88 points on the back of four goals um, unless you see him winning the Coleman don't think that's happening every week Brendan Cox is I'm tipping the cap to him this is what people are probably asking about but uh <laughs> 20 marks like you can't do that every week no you reckon you can't. yeah and even, he had was a big preseason like, game though like everyone's like frothing over him because he's had two like huge scores back to back so the the best comparison was like into the preseason. everyone's like oh ben long scored like 140 in his last game took yeah. 20 marks yeah came out on the weekend and had like 40 so like you're just you know. not going to get the opportunity to take 20 no, marks each week not. that's the thing like so just you're playing as a side that has no key forward options yeah. as well like yeah it's going to be a little bit easier um. Yeah, I wouldn't read into it too much. I think they played Port the next game as well, which had pretty stagnant key forward options too. So, uh, In the preseason game that was, sorry. So um, that's probably why he's gone big so so many times. I don't know. If he does again next week, I'll start paying attention. But right now, I'm just tipping that cap. Yep. Uh, Sam Switkowski, 86 points. Did some nice things. Classy at times. Just that forward role. I don't love it for uh, him. For yeah. him, I owned him last year, and this is kind of the, as good as it gets. Yeah, really. Jaden Laverde had 94 points. Took fourteen marks. Um, he's a tall, taller defender. Essendon do like chipping around in their defence, though. So that's one thing to notice. But yeah. I think unless you're playing a really, really deep league where you've you know got fifteen, oh, sorry, sixteen teams or something like that, and you you need you know someone like him at a D four, D five, but apart from that, I don't think so. Yeah, um, a few other kind of tip of the caps we have got here. Ben Brown kicked four goals, ninety four points. Um, probably worth owning as a streamer, but. Not going to do it each week. Uh, Jake Lever had 87 points. Key defender, no thanks. Adam Tomlinson's basically the same, 82 points. That was with... Um, with no Stephen yeah, May. Yeah, exactly, without no Stephen May. So probably a bit of a bump there too. So tip of the caps there. And the last kind of segment or last one of the segment where we just discuss players is uh, I've got the Fossil Watch here. And these are the veterans I think you could... They're going to be handy this year that you could probably get a bit cheaper, mm-hmm. especially later in, on in the year as well, like when uh, teams find themselves out of contention and want to kind of cash in their fossils for uh, younger players mm-hmm. and these guys that like, could propel you towards a flag. Scott Pendlebury is the first one. What did you make of his game? Loved it. He looked like he turned back the clock, like almost like he had an age since, you know, he was 22 on the weekend. It was great to see. Um, when he went into the midfield, it kind of turned the game around as well. Yeah, my, my question would be like, can he sustain this for the whole season at, you know, 36, yeah. whatever he is. But he's that sneaky um, DPP chance too. Yeah, it, it's um, – I I was actually super impressed and I was like, man, I wish I kind of got a piece of him, you know, in <laughs> some was of Was he these in that draft? I think no, he was kept. Uh, he was kept, but I think, in you know, in some of these start-up leagues. Yeah. Oh, uh, not start-up leagues, sorry, single-season leagues, he went really late, so yeah. – um, just wish wish I had thought about that a bit more. Um, Isaac Smith is a guy who's probably playing his last season, but he had 91 points. He's listed as a forward, so he's going to be super handy. He's going to be a great forward. I try this to year. cash in onto him. Um, it doesn't say effortlessly. Effortless, effortlessly. Yep. It's like you don't even notice him sometimes. Yeah. Like, and he's just got heaps of points. Yeah. Um, Charlie Dixon had eighty six points. Um, I said in the preseason could be value because he pads his stats with hitouts because it doesn't look like Porter going to play two rucks. Mm-hmm. They're only going to play one, and he's going to be the backup guy. So um, yeah, he'd probably get around eight to ten extra points per game each week. So if he gets something of a few goals, which I know is a big if given his kicking, yep. but uh, yeah, he could be handy. Callan Ward, I didn't see a lot of this game. He had 95 points. It looked like he's still in the midfield. Yeah, he was he was really solid. And obviously with some of those injuries that happened, yeah. um, you know, Perryman especially. Short-term um, stuff though. Yeah. Oh, is Perryman a bit longer, is it? Uh, Perryman did a hammy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, and he, he literally played the first- yeah. You know, five minutes. and then It's just that we've always talked about Ward moving back to like a halfback flank or something. It's just not going to happen, is I it? think at the moment, while they've got, you know, while they've got rid of Taranto and Hopper, yeah. like he'll probably spend a bit more time in there just as a bigger body and experience in there for yeah, now. Rate him in there. Yep. Uh, Daniel Rich, another fossil, uh, 89 points. He just takes every kick in. I think he had like 68% in this game. Um, top scorer for Brisbane in a low fantasy uh, scoring affair too. So, Yeah. He's a one to target, I think. Probably retire at the end of the year, but uh, maybe then. Following year, I don't really know. But he's one uh, to, I reckon, his value in leagues. um, You could probably get him pretty cheap. And Luke Shuey had 118 points. Um, If he's fit, he's a gun mid. It's just got to hope he doesn't get injured. But the owner of him might be looking to offload him a bit cheaper as well to get some youth in. Uh, All right, well, we're going to review a few trades. So our listeners have sent in some trades. Um, I've tried to pick out the best, well, the most interesting ones. A lot of them are hard to judge because it's like, Oh, a young player for old player because one's in the window, one's not. It's like, yeah, fair, mm-hmm. that's a fair trade. It's a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the ones that are kind of just, yeah, straight up trades for players for players are probably a bit more interesting that don't have a million picks in them. Yep. So Richard Eliard has sent in um, Clayton Oliver and Big O for Ashcroft and Sean Darcy. So mm-hmm. you're giving up – well, someone's giving up Clayton Oliver, like one of the top probably five midfielders in the game, or probably mm. top, your top five players in the game um, in terms of captain option for Ashcroft and Sean Darcy. What do you think? Whoa. What would you take? What side are you on? Me personally, I'm reluctant to ever give up Oliver, like a player like that. They don't grow on trees. Especially because he's still quite young. Yeah, he? exactly. So. Oh, man. that's I. You know, people want to say someone always wins something, but I reckon that's pretty fair. Pretty even. You know, like, obviously you want a piece of Will Ashcroft going forward. Sean Darcy's proven that he's a fantastic Rutman. You know, the introduction of Luke Jackson into that side hurts him a bit. Yeah. You know, but then like Big O is probably going to be super consistent as just the number one ruck for the next you know three, four, five years. All so. right, no fence sitting. You got to pick a side. Which one do you want? <laughs> I'll go Ashcroft and Darcy. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Oliver and Big O. Just because like I don't, I'd never want to give up a captain option like that for someone who's. I know Ashcroft. is all the talk in the world that he will be, but I want to see it first before I give up a play like that. That's fair. All. Yeah. Um, at Russ2468, um, he traded out English and Cogs for LDU and Baz. So, he um, misses out on Cogs DPP this year, but reckons he'll lose it next year. Um, and he has an older midfield uh, group. So, he's got Titch, Adams, Guthrie, Diego, Mira. Needed some youth. Um, has backup rucks in Rob and Laddams. So, English and Cogs for LDU and Baz. What's your thoughts there? Uh, LDU and Baz for me. Yeah, English and Cogs. Yeah. Are I, well, I- you talking, I reckon, that They could be both captain vice captain options for you going forward and you know that midfield is very very no I agree actually yeah LDU and Baz like LDU got your players for the future Cogs is probably got a couple years of good footy left before he kind of gets into that you know elderly Mm -hmm. player mode yeah English is in and out with injury as well so he's not always going to help you especially if you've got rugs back up so yeah all right this is the big trade so um, he's got uh, one player here I don't actually have the whoever sent it in but uh, I've got the um can't actually see the names of it, but one side's got Darcy Jones, Harry Sheezel, and Josh Ward for Nick Dacos. So. Uh, probably before the weekend, I'd say the guy who got Nick Dacos is the winner, but uh, I'm a, obviously a massive Josh Ward fan and obviously what Harry Sheezel do the weekend is very eye-catching. I've got no idea who Darcy Jones is. He's, but, a, uh, he's a winger that played in the waffle who's a really high fantasy averaging junior, mm-hmm. but he's like paper thin. I reckon. Right. Like, he's really skinny, so he's going to take a while. Uh, I reckon the Ward sheasel is the winner. I'm I'm always going to go Proven. I'm going to go Nick Dacos. Josh Ward's done pretty good. Yeah, true. Oh, it's hard. I like because I just loved watching Dacos. Like, I'd love to have him in my team. Oh, that's a really even trade. I'm no, I'm going to go Dacos. The question just is with in. Nick Dacos, do you reckon when he finally moves into the midfield, he's actually going to drop scoring?
1: I don't know. Like, because like, he's
0: getting so much cheap. At Collingwood up, he's midfield, He's getting yeah. so much... Cheap pill across halfback, mm. like he uses it really well. But if you're gonna have to go in and be accountable, a la, you know, we saw what happened with you know Zach Merritt, for example, on the weekend, yeah. where you know Finn McGuinness goes to you hard for a first half. All right, you've changed my mind, I'm gonna go the other one because Shizu, I reckon, will at least be DPP, for it could be a two well. for one there. So, yeah, for I, me, I'm, I'm leaning that way. Nah, I agree actually. I'll get Shizu and Ward over and Dusty Jones over Nick Dacos. Crazy, feels crazy, but. I think you're going to get, you're guaranteed stars. They're all going to be stars except for probably Jones, it's probably a bit more questionable. You're guaranteed two stars for one star. So. Take that. All right, we'll quickly get into some listener questions before we wrap it up. Um, Dale Young asks: Is Hef happy he has pumped Bergman up so much? The Sunday Mail has mistaken him mm-hmm. for Horn Francis. Um, don't read any of the Murdoch rags, but I'm glad that I'm having that much influence out there. But uh, yeah, they're getting mixed up. That was listen to the podcast. It's a massive oversight by the editor or whoever it was. <laughs> to uh... are you surprised though? It's like the advertiser. It's like. Uh, you can't fight that up, can you? I don't know. If it's not if it, they wouldn't get it wrong if it was a Crows player, that's for sure. But uh anyway, nah, who cares? It's the advertiser. It's funny. What do you expect? <laughs> funny. Um at DFC, Constanzo Dion asks, Hey legends, which of the following are the real deal this year in a ten team redraft league? All right, uh I'm just gonna call them out and you're gonna say real deal or no yep. deal. All right. Rochelle. Real. Sheasel. I suppose real. Pickett. Real. Oh, really? Uh McElwesley. McElwesley. Yeah, Cosby Pickett. Yep. Yeah. Uh, jury's out. Yeah. Uh Mason Wood. If he wasn't twenty nine, I would say real deal, but I reckon he's he's very good, but not a long term ten year plan. Uh it says it's redraft league, so it's for what single season. Oh, a 10 awesome. team. Sorry. Yeah. Then yes, real deal. Uh, McGovern. Solid. But you gotta say deal or no deal. <laughs> deal. <laughs> oh wow. Uh McDonald hawks. Uh no deal. All right. So, I reckon Cozzy might, like, drop down a little bit. Like, I don't think he's going to be getting 120s. You know, I, think, I, don't, no, think I don't think he's going to be an 80-plus. I, I think he's going, going to be a 70 guy. If you've got Cozzy Piggin going, he's going to get 120 each week, I don't know. No, think no I just think no, he's right. going to be more of a 70 guy once the season kind of ends, ends pans out. That's all. It's going to be very interesting to see what a top he 10 forward- He did midfield forward, stuff last year. It's, it's going, going to be, be interesting to see what a top 10 forward shakes out to be this year. Oh, yeah, that's very true. You yeah, know, he could like, be out there. Um Obviously, we've had a really hot start to the season with some big scores. So, it's hard to tell now. But, you know, maybe in a month's time. Uh, I'm not saying because he's going to be a top 10-4, but I'm just saying, like, could he be around that top 25 mark? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, you're right. is a shallow pool. But DPPs could change it too. Uh, at Russ 2468, uh, Brandon Cox has done this twice now in the pre-season and round one. Are you going there? The answer is no. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, at Major Van Bam, uh, was City's backline just feasting or was it real? Feasting. Yeah, it was feasting. Are we going to discuss the the elephant in the room? What's the elephant in the room? Jake Lloyd. Oh, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Scored 51 points in the last quarter. (laughs) That's Jake Lloyd for you. Yeah, but- that's because they were they'd iced the game. It was you know, he couldn't even get Sydney, three, kicks, three or four That'll three or it. four kicks in the second or third. He kicked a goal too, which was honestly, awesome. if you if you are on TMKs here and have ever wanted to offload Jake Lloyd at the highest, do it right now. I'm in a premiership window, though. That's the thing. I'm not saying to you, I'm just yeah, saying okay. to you know, all the people who may be thinking I do agree it. in that respect, really. Like, he probably could get value for him now because the decline is probably coming, just given his age. Like, every player's like that, but if you're in a window. Someone to get into team. So 51 of his 100 and something points in the last quarter. So, so, well, there's so a big, no big, from me. Big goal in there. But yeah, that's what they do. Once they've got the game on ice, they junk it up. And that's why That's why he's been good his whole career though. Like it's not, what are you expecting of it's Jake turning. Lloyd? It's turning. <laughs> no, no, that's what he's always done. Nothing's changed for it's him. It's turning everyone. Um, he's got, uh, Major Van Bam's got a second question. Mm. Uh. Rochelle, just a goal fest or a real mid-time? No, nah, he looks the real deal. Uh, I'm still not going to say this is his year. I think. Uh, you know third is the one but um, yeah. yeah he's he's doing everything right at the moment Lizzie OKJ okay, wants to know can Ward or Warpool sustain a 95 plus average this year I want to say they're both around 90 mark I'd say Ward well, we can probably go 90 and I reckon Warpool's gonna be high 80s they will probably well they'll be the Hawks best scorers the issue is what happens when you know. I'm, I reckon Amon could probably get. I'm there. stoked that we went on the weekend, but I'm still we're definitely not a good side. So you know, it was the easiest matchup they're going to have for the year. This is the thing about actually thinking about it. This is the thing about the, all the matchups this week. They were almost like who you were next to in the yeah. you right, like yeah, it was weird. like that's why tipping was really hard this week because they were so close. Yeah, true. So that. when you've got like Eagles versus North and Crows versus GWS and Essendon versus Hawthorne, they're not really tests of where the rest of the competition's at. Yeah, you're right. They're almost testing themselves. It's almost like another internal trial. So um, just be cautious of that going forward. I think that's probably something to take into account that they're really not being matched against the best. So, you know, will Hawthorne get that much cheap ball against Geelong? Probably not. So will Ward and Warple be going big? Probably not. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think 90 is a good kind of number for Ward, Um, probably Warple as well. But just, yeah, just wait a week or two before you really- um, you know, think about trading or, or doing something like that. Uh, and the last question comes from Ben Blake. Uh, is Scrimshaw going to get back into the side? Now, who they play? They play Bramble over him. They play Bramble. Um, who would you MP. rather have? Scrimshaw or Bramble? Uh, Bramble actually was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Scrimshaw is probably better than them. I think he's had a bit of an injury interrupted preseason. Yeah, so, okay, okay. He um, was an emergency. Maybe just needed to run the twos. Yeah, but, he had um, it too, yeah. Look, you know, they got smashed by 10 goals. So you've probably always got to you know, reassess where you're at in terms of your side. But I'd say be in there in the next month. I think he'll at least get a run. Yeah, I reckon he's probably close to getting back, especially if he's an emergency as well anyways we'll wrap that one up thanks heaps K's for coming on the show this week and Pleasure. giving me someone to talk to it's a bit hard to do it without that so yeah thanks for that um, get around us on our socials at Keeper League Pod on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube and TikTok also support our sponsors Manscaped and Game Day Squad uh, use Keeper20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and uh, Game Day Squad make sure you get around my live streams uh, on Wednesday nights where I open some packs also sent out packs uh, to members last year there are a few members out there that opted out of our mailing list so they might not have got them Um, so if you're keen for a pack um, and you didn't get one in your mailing list let me know let me know your email that you've signed up to the site with I'll double check it and I'll flick you a pack if you didn't get one Um, but yeah if you want to sign up as a member to support the podcast as well uh, head to keeperleaguepod.com.au and click the membership button and sign up there support the podcast anyways that's it for another week Uh, anything else from you guys no that's it All right. Well, thanks for having me on. on. No problems. Anytime, literally. Anytime you want. (laughs) Every week if you want. Nah, all good. Uh, Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. See you later.